Welcome to the Thinking Big Podcast. This episode is part nine of a special 14-day Think and Grow Rich Challenge. Today, we are going over the 11th step of success, the step on the subconscious mind, the connecting link, and this is probably my favorite chapter in the book. I recently hosted a live 14-day Think and Grow Rich Challenge that benefited Feeding America, and I thought it would be great to just throw this out here on the podcast for everybody to listen to. So for 14 days, I will be releasing a new podcast and the associated challenge that covers each of the 13 steps in Think and Grow Rich, plus a bonus challenge on the introduction. It doesn't matter if you've ever read the book or not, this challenge is designed for anybody to do. There are links in the show notes so you can go sign up for free and get the downloads of all of the challenge worksheets, plus a free PDF copy of the original Think and Grow Rich book. So today, we are thinking big on the subconscious mind. Welcome to the Thinking Big Podcast with Sean Osborne, the show helping you think bigger into your life and potential. Sean believes by equipping you with the tools, strategies, and philosophies required to be successful in all aspects of your life, you can achieve anything you believe in. Empowering our own growth makes a deeply positive and lasting impact on our lives, community, and our world. Now, here's Sean. Hello and welcome to tonight. Tonight is, God, it's one of my favorite chapters in the book. It is the chapter and the step on the subconscious mind. Such a powerful step, such such fun. I can't wait for tonight. So like always, we're going to start off with a few quotes that align with the subconscious before we get into it. Uh, first, first one is Ralph Waldo Emerson. Your own mind is a sacred enclosure into which nothing harmful can enter except by your promotion. Wallace D. Waddles, the power which is in you is in the things around you. And when you begin to move forward, the things will arrange themselves for your advantage. And we, you know, I don't want to get too geeky on this, but I, I kind of want to get a little geeky on the subconscious mind. We went into it a little bit on an earlier chapter, but I wanted to really dive in again a little bit into the subconscious mind and the vastness of it and the the power of it. Because once you truly understand the power of the subconscious, how much it can really do and that you have the ability to turn anything over to it you can have it working on whatever you want it whatever you want it to be working on you can absolutely have it working on everything so we're going to go back into just a little bit of the you know the subconscious and the conscious mind again most of us know what this conscious and the subconscious mind is most of the people you know watching this uh, are, are pretty aware with with personal development but the subconscious mind operate, operates at about 4 billion bits per second and that is absolutely astonishing compared to the 2000 bits per second that our conscious mind works at. You know, our conscious mind is only aware of one half of one millionth of a percent of what the subconscious mind can do. If you think about it, your subconscious mind every second takes in 8 billion bits. It's doing 8 billion bits every second. It would take 8,000 novels to write four billion zeros. It's just amazing on what your subconscious can do. And you have the ability to turn over anything you want to it. You can program your subconscious mind to kind of do anything. 
And like we talked about the self-driving car, you know, in, in three months, you know, you turned over, you programmed your subconscious mind pretty much how to drive by itself. You know, you no longer consciously drive unless you're 16. You you no longer consciously drive. You're driving through your subconscious mind and you were able to program that into your subconscious. And if you look at cars nowadays, you know, the Tesla, you know, the latest in engineering is, is developing, you know, self-driving cars. You know, they've got, it's loaded with computers, sensors all the way around the car, cameras all the way around the car. It has to know all these different things going on, what's coming from behind, what's in front of you, how fast you're going, are there any pedestrians, what does that sign say? All of this stuff that that, those computers have to see, recognize, and do something with. And you did that automatically. So if you think about, if you can program your subconscious mind to do that without even really knowing that you did it or even trying to do it. If we tried to program our subconscious mind with positive things and with the things that we want, what do you think it could do with that? What do you think it could do with the things if we really wanted to program? What would you program your mind to do? If you knew it could do it, what would you program your mind to do? And you see, you can turn over whatever you want to your subconscious mind. And it's through the, you know, that, the habits that we do. It's like driving. Once you drive every day, you, by habit, you automatically program your subconscious mind as well as affirmations and auto-suggestions, you know, stuff that we've gone over. And again, it doesn't have to be true or false or fake or real. Whatever you turn over, it's going to work on, positive or negative. And the subconscious mind receives it files and it remembers all sense impressions or thoughts. And by sense impressions, I mean everything that you sense, whether it's from your five senses, whether you, whatever you see, whatever you hear, whatever you feel, whatever you taste, whatever you smell, every sense impression or thought that you've ever had is actually in your subconscious mind. It's stored all of that, regardless of its nature, positive, negative, it doesn't matter. It is stored all of that. And when people tell me, you know, and for a long time, I was, I was like, I, I have a crappy memory. I can't remember shit. I just can't remember anything. We don't have memory problems because again, it stores everything. What we have is we have a retrieval problem. We don't know, we don't know how to go in and retrieve the stuff that's there. And you can really voluntarily plant into your subconscious mind, any plan, any thought any purpose which you desire to translate into its physical or monetary equivalent. Whatever you want to put in there to do, it's like programming a computer. If I want to program a computer to do Excel, boom, I'm going to run Excel and it's going to, that's what it's going to do. So we can do whatever we want to do. We can program it however we want. And we are living daily in the midst of thousands and thousands of impulses you know, th- from our five senses that are coming in and reaching our, our subconscious mind without even our knowledge. If you look at advertising, you know, again, pictures, boom, they go kind of right in without you know, us consciously you know, looking and evaluating those. But advertising, uh, stuff with you know, social media, all the things you're seeing and you're hearing, all of these things are happening every second, every day with how you even knowing about it? It's just automatic. Again, you're conscious, aware of one half of one millionth of a percent of all the sense impressions that you're getting. You're only aware of the things that you're, you know, that that you truly that you've trained yourself to be aware of. And some of these impulses are negative, 
And some of these impulses are positive and a great deal of them are, are negative. And from now on, you know, part of what this chapter is about from now on, try to help shut off the flow of any negative impulses and aid in the voluntary influencing of your subconscious mind through positive impulses of desire. Uh, Raymond Charles Barker has a, has a fantastic quote on this. And he says, it takes as much hard mental work to fail as it does to succeed. Failure is actually a success negative. <laughs> and for me, what he's saying there is he's saying, if we have failure, we've just been successful at thinking the negative. It, it works regardless. If you think positive, you're going to get positive for such a thing negative. So when we fail, we're actually, it's actually, a, it's, it's a success. We, we, we've, we've succeeded at being negative. So by changing your, your thought habits and, and, and trying to focus positive things into our subconscious mind, what we're doing is we're able actually to possess the key that really unlocks the door to our entire subconscious mind. You know, further, you will control that door so completely if you do this that no undesirable thought will be able to influence you or get into your subconscious mind. When you get to that point where you can just turn off, ain't it? You hear something, nope, nope, negative, nope, not going to hear it, nope. You've, you've got to be able to turn that off. And remember, it, it is equally, you know, influenced, your subconscious is equally influenced by negative thoughts uh, that we just allow in. We just automatically allow negative thoughts in. And it's when I go back and I say, you know, anybody can think and grow rich, but what do we normally do? Most of us think and grow poor because of the negative thoughts. And for me, here's the thing, a positive and a negative emotion for me cannot occupy my mind at the same time. I don't think it's possible for anybody. If you, if you have a positive emotion, you cannot at the same time have a negative emotion. And for me, a single negative thought or emotion is sufficient to block my mind and me from helping me achieve my goal. A single negative thought, I can't do that. I'm not good enough. Who do I think I am? All these things, a single negative thought can actually stop me, stop the motivation, stop the persistence, stop the desire to do it. And the subconscious mind is absolutely more susceptible to influence when it is mixed with emotions. And that's part of what's in this book is when we mix our thoughts with emotions, it is much more resonant to us. It, 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 the feeling of emotion by those, you, you, it is just so much more powerful when we actually put our thoughts and we put emotions, uh, emotions with it. So if, think about it. If you are having a thought, I want to do this, you know, this is, I want this goal right here. And you mix that with love or you mix that with uh, sexual desire. You mix it with one of these positive emotions, your desire to go. And, and it makes it much more real in your subconscious mind when you mix it with an emotion, whether positive or negative. And in fact, there, there is evidence that only emotionalized thoughts have any influence on the subconscious mind. So we need to strive to mix our thoughts all the time with only positive emotions. Sometimes we do it, sometimes negative or good. Sometimes I like, I hate to say it, but sometimes negative, like when you, when you want to get vengeance or when you're mad at someone, does that not drive your thoughts a little bit more? It's not the correct way to do it, but you can see that when you have negative emotions, it motivates you to do stuff even more. 
So we try to do them with positive only emotions and you're not going to be successful with, with negative emotions, but you can see where that leads. And in the book, he talks about seven major positive emotions and seven major negative emotions. And the positive emotions that he talks about are desire, faith, you know, faith that you can do it, love, sexual longing, enthusiasm, romance, hope. When you mix your thoughts and ideas with those, they become much more powerful. And he says, you know, there's seven, you know, seven major negative emotions is fear, jealousy, hatred, revenge, greed, superstition, anger. So just as one works positive, one will work negative on our subconscious mind. And so thinking back, I want you to think back over, oh, the last 30 to 60 days. And I want you to estimate what percentage of your emotions were positive and what percentage of, of your emotions were negative. Think back 30 to 60, 30 to 60 days, you know, how many, how much of your thoughts were actually actually positive and how many were actually negative. If you're honest, they're going to be, they're probably going to be more negative than they are positive. And what were the most, and when you're looking at those, you know, what, what were the most notable positive thoughts that you had? If you go back over your positive, which ones are notable? And the same thing for, for negative thoughts out of all the negative thoughts that, that you have, what are the negative ones that were most notable in your, in, in all the thoughts you have? Do you see patterns in those? in both your positive and your negative. And what I want you to do is I want you to list three specific steps that you can do to avoid the negative emotions in the future. Three steps. What can you do to eliminate or to stop, avoid negative emotions in the future? You know, what are th three things you can do? And that is actually the challenge for today. So however you're getting this, whether it is, you know, live right now, uh, with video or at a later time you're watching it, go. there's always going to be a link to go and download the challenge. Go and download the challenge for the day and fill it out. It, it can be a very beneficial thing for you to do. So here, here it is. Fill it out. It's going to have you go through this, have you visualize it, have you put some feeling in with it. So until tomorrow, I will see you guys later.